This podcast, Special Needs in Motion, is dedicated to helping individuals learn to move and function at their best. Listen along to learn a little and maybe even laugh and be inspired. Please review and share so others can have access to our community. I'm your host, Ilana, a physical therapist, product developer, mom, wife, author, blogger, and podcaster. I love a great discussion, coaching the families with whom I work, and finding solutions. I love putting the fun and play into therapy. And it is a pleasure to be your host. Just a quick note, if you'd like to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me at specialneedsinmotion.com or just check the show notes. And any information shared here should not be taken as direct advice. You know the drill. Consult your local therapist, professional, or doctor before trying any suggestions. Well, let's go. Ryan, welcome to the Special Needs in Motion podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here. It's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, this is fun. I love talking to different people, therapists, parents, and I think you're very unique because uh, looking at your LinkedIn profile, you have quite a variety of experiences. I do. And why don't you, yeah, why don't you tell us just a little bit about your background? Uh, sure. Okay. Well, um, so I was diagnosed at the age of five. Um, with a nonverbal learning disability. And that's, that's very rare because nonverbal, people think I'm nonverbal or I can't talk. And well, it's the opposite. I can talk, but I just don't, over the years, I've had, I had a very hard time um, in school and in social situations, um, meaning I, got taken advantage of a lot. Um, I don't remember some jokes of movies, things. Um, my parents have gotten me OT, PT, therapists, you name it. They've gotten me everything. Uh-huh. Um, they've been very supportive and still are helping me out. Um, currently, I do live five minutes from them, which is good and bad sometimes. <laughs> But um, yeah, so over the course of the years, I've, you know, it, it was very rare because uh, hardly anybody had it in my school and nobody knows, it's very rare today, nobody knows what it is. And, and that's why I'm here. I want to share the message and my story. And my story actually... Um, got me motivated to working with individuals with uh, disabilities. And I didn't think I was going to go into this field. I first thought I wanted to be in the restaurant business, uh, working in restaurants. But then I changed my mind um, and went to school for uh, sports and rec management. And then I tried to get into the YMCA or park and rec full time and that didn't work out. So I actually got a job as a paraprofessional through an agency and then it spiraled over the years. And, you know, I've changed my mind different times, tried to go back to school for like PT and gym and school was a real struggle. So I'm always, and they said I always had some ADD. So I'm always like, thinking about things and you know just my mind's always racing 
like I'm always sure I'm always not in the present I'm always like thinking in the future trying to plan like I don't like to do things last minute I like to have a plan and that's kind uh-huh. of a good, good thing and a bad thing because you know you have to be flexible that's a we teach the kids that I work with, you know, in the special needs field, you know, but this, the individuals, a lot of them have, like routine and the schedule. And that's what I like. So I can really relate sure. to them. And over the years, I've worked at day programs and uh, at, in schools and I'm a teaching assistant now. And also I do... Uh, work with different recreation townships, doing programming. So I, using my recreation background and with my degree, which is good, um, over the years. What is your, what is your degree in? It's a recreation and leisure administration. At first it was a sports management, but that was a little hard for me. So I switched to recreation and recreation can incorporate either like therapeutic recreation or community. I focus more on communities, like community centers, JCCs, YMCAs, uh, parks and rec departments. So my my ambition was to like work my way up in the YMCA. And I worked uh, part time at a lot of Ys throughout the years. And I then I kind of got then I got a break and I worked full time in the gym and there I at the Haverford YMCA I got employee of the month for one month I don't remember the month but it was one month um I did enjoy doing that and then I got bored I was kind of getting frustrated because I was kind of I wanted to get the uh to be like a special needs coordinator there right and I created a special needs fitness class and I my my goal was to take it to all the wives in the association. That didn't happen, so I kind of got frustrated and I bailed out of that. And I went into working in the day program. And that was okay. That gave me some good experience, but it was just not for me. So I was like, how do I incorporate all my skills? Try to go back to school a couple times, took some courses in that. I wasn't, I didn't do good. So I had to drop out of school, you know, and then like, what, what, what could I get a job with? So I started applying with these different schools and agencies. So a lot of the work I do now is besides the school is agency work. I have some private clients and I'm really trying to build up myself and really tell my story now. That's great. When you say that you have a nonverbal learning disability, can you explain that just a little bit more? Like, what are your challenges? My challenges are my remembering things, reading comprehension. If I read um, something that I'm not interested in, it's a hard time for me to remember things. Even sometimes... Mm-hmm. Um, it just takes me longer to process information. I have a tendency of losing. I still do have a, this have a tendency of, but this, this has been an ongoing struggle. My keys, wallet and phone, or I don't remember where I parked. If I don't write it down. Um, it actually happened just the other day where I 
I didn't know where I parked, and I tried to click the button. The button wasn't working, so I had to <laughs> scan the parking lot. It took me a while, but I finally found it. Um, I have uh-huh. a box now where I put all my things. My keys, wallet, and phone when I come in to the door of my apartment. So I know exactly where everything is. But before that, not the box. I, I, loosed, I lost things. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say helped the most as, as a child or preteen, teen, as you got older? Like what kind of things? Obviously being organized helps. Yeah, but were there certain therapies definitely, that were most uh, helpful? Definitely writing things down um, to remember and keeping a calendar. I have various calendars now on my phone and a regular mm-hmm. calendar, and also just like making lists and just writing writing things down. Definitely, um, sometimes I carry a notepad to places in the car. I carry a notepad. Just very. Having that, the organization and just, you know, staying focused, trying to live in the moment, which has really been hard this year with the pandemic. Um, uh-huh. My mind's been racing like crazy on what I want to do, where I want to go, who I want to meet. Um, so I've been doing recently, I've been um, reaching out to people, trying to go on their podcasts. Also, I've been reading a lot of self improvement books um, yeah like, that's good um i'm reading right now a limitless it's called by jim welk he's like the master brain coach um mm-hmm. i've listened to now i'm starting to listen to like tony robbins different podcasts like different inspirational people to be like more positive not that i mm-hmm. would not that i'm negative but it's like i'm i'm in two worlds i'm always positive and work and I, I really haven't told anybody about this. So I really want to like shed my message. Like I get good reviews at work. Like all the, all the teachers, I just got a review. It was really good. I met my goals last year. Um, Cause I switched to a different classroom. Um, and I was really happy that I got a good review and yeah, that I met my goals. That's awesome. So tell us, so what do you do right now? Like, what is your job? Right now, I'm a teaching assistant at a special education school. Currently, we're online to the restrictions till January 11th. Then we go back. But who knows? Mm -hmm. Could be pushed Mm -hmm. back even further, which I kind of don't like at home. I'm more of like the in-person type because moving around and doing I don't like sitting on the computer, sure. uh, but well, we're making it work. And then I I work for two different townships, departments doing their uh, special needs programming, but one of them is on furlough. And the other one, mm-hmm. we just, every Monday, we, for an hour, we do like a session and just, you know, just talk about how their week was and things. It's adults with disabilities, but they're high functioning. Sure. And then once a month we have an event. So that's been happening online. I have been uh, doing clients um, in the community. A lot lot of community integration work I do through agencies and a couple privates. But now to the pandemic that has slowed down. So obviously I'm trying to do more of like 
sharing my message now, my story. That's my goal for 2021 to really push my story out there and whatever way I can and stay involved in the disability community. I actually also have been volunteering for an organization in Florida. It's called the L's for Autism organization started by Ernie L's. It's a really amazing organization that I actually Mm -hmm. might want to work for one day. And I do the adult connection club, something like what I do in the township, uh, but it's very structured and organized. So, and I'm also going to start volunteering with another organization called love serving autism. And they, they're really good foundation. I've been in contact with a woman. It's also in Florida. She is trying to create an inclusive tennis center in Florida, but she has, they have a couple sites in Florida and they're trying to bring it to like PA, uh, Massachusetts, New Jersey, maybe New York too in the future. So that's, she's a former speech pathologist and she has worked at one of the schools that I'm actually going to try to apply for down there. Um, you know, autism school. So we've been in contact a lot and I'm going to start volunteering more with her just doing some fitness exercises. So, and I'm also um, staying involved in Best Buddies. So I have a lot going on. I'm trying to just stay busy and keep my mind from wondering. Oh, well, that's great. And, you know, it's so good that you took a struggle that you grew up with and you've turned it into something so positive uh, by getting involved, you know, helping other people and, you know, just really extending yourself. Tell us a little bit about Special Olympics. How was that for you, being involved with that? Special Olympics was a great experience. Um, I was a basketball coach for a couple of years, and we actually we would go to different tournaments. We went to Kutztown, we went to East Stroudsburg, we went to Penn State, which was their big summer games tournament. It was amazing. Um, I really got to meet a lot of cool people. Uh, and it was just to see other perspective on different um, people's stories and how they got involved in Special Olympics. And I still um, will see a couple of the individuals in the area um, and some of the coaches, and they want me to come back. I just said, due to me being so busy, (laughs) one day I will Uh get back into it. yeah, it was a good, it's a good experience. And I also help volunteer. I remember helping out with it, like a track meet and doing the, uh, the times and the scores and presenting the trophies. And I would, I would volunteer with tennis too, cause I'm a big sports guy. So that was something I really, my thought was in trying to do a lot of these volunteer jobs is to try to get in the organization to eventually get a job with them. On also, to, because I like to volunteer, but ultimately I would like to work for one of these organizations. So that's you know you have to get in some way. So I try to get sure. in by doing one of the ways, but sometimes it doesn't work out. So I just volunteer anyway. Um, yeah, it was a great experience, and I would definitely recommend it for people to get involved. Um, you can just sign up on the website; they have them in all states, and they're growing. That's great. Um, 
let me ask you one other thing. Um, tell, you know, you've done a lot with physical activity and using that in your volunteer time. Have you seen, like, why? Why do you pick physical activity and how have you seen, like, good effects from that? Physical activity, um, it's a passion of mine. I enjoy eating really healthy. I enjoy working out. It's just a good stress reliever for me, uh, especially during the pandemic. I feel um, very stressed and anxious to do things and want to go out places. And not a lot of my friends want to go a lot of places. And I've been really, really careful this last uh, month and a half or so. I really... Uh, my only outlet has been really the gym and my family, which is close by, my mom and dad. Um, and I see um, huge benefits of physical active, physical fitness, and especially in the population that we serve. It's this population is under it's they don't have a lot of like knowledge and resources of where to go, how to get it. There are a lot of these parents are always on the go to practices if they do Special Olympics or appointments. And it's just that a lot of these individuals that I serve and we serve um, have a lot of challenges with overweight and obesity. So I like to make a change in their lives by helping them with physical activity, whether it's walking or stretches or physical exercise because i think it's needed for anybody yeah. and especially with our population it's very they're very under uneducated about like resources of social groups and that makes them feel like connected and also healthy lifestyle because a lot mm-hmm. of them have very and rest- also rest- restricted diets yeah. Uh, gluten-free or dairy-free or whatever it may be and it's Mm -hmm. just they don't there's no motivation to fitness it's all about eating and playing video games and watching TV (laughs) (laughs) yeah well I don't think they're alone I think that's across the general population but I was always a person that um Within the fitness and sports and recreation, I mean, over probably the last, after college, let's see, I'm 35 now, so probably the last 10 or so years, I've really gotten into it and I really care about um, the quality of the food, where it comes from, um, where I buy my food, all that, like reading books about that, like that's one of my interests. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, you have such a cool background and experience, and I just want to thank you for sharing your story with me and anybody who's listening. And I hope that people hearing it will be inspired to, you know, take their challenges and be patient and know that, um, you know, you can turn it into something really good and positive and helping other people. I used to not be a very patient person, but this field has actually made me more patient because if, if you're not patient in this field, you won't succeed. And also 
it, if you're not patient, you'll create more anxiety for the client, which will raise your anxiety, which is not a good win-win situation. That's what they teach you. Well, teach that us. is that is a good point to share. And on that note, I just want to say thank you. And um, I really appreciate your time this evening. Thank you for listening and sharing. I really appreciate your helping me spread tips that might be of help to someone you know. And remember that why is not near as important as what and how. Have a special day.